Welcome to the Wolverine Digest Podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue, honest opinions, and in-depth coverage of the maize and blue, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breitler. Super excited, super, super excited. Chris and I are back uh, back on the podcast schedule. I took a little break. I was down in South Carolina. Happy to be back. Happy to get back to work. We've got Big Ten Media Days coming up this week. But before that, we are now joined by freshman quarterback J.J. McCarthy, who is doing his first media presence since, since he's been at Michigan. And he's our first guest since this whole shift in being able to have players come on and do some different things. So we're, we're super pumped about it. J.J., I've talked to you a lot of times before, but it was when you were in high school still. You were a recruit. You were coming up. You were committed. You were on the trail still, but now you're at Michigan. You're joining us. Appreciate it, my guy, man. This is good stuff. <laughs> Thank you yeah, so man. much for having me. Thank yeah. you so much. It's always awesome talking to you, Brandon. Uh, so we're, we've got a bunch of questions for JJ and people if, as you jump in and uh, are watching this uh, this live stream. If you have questions, make sure to comment on them and we'll pull them up either at the end or as we're going. Like if it's appropriate to what we're talking about, we'll bring them up right then. But if not, we'll try to get to as many of them as we can. JJ's got a little bit of a time crunch, but we got him for about 30 minutes. So excited to get going. So Chris, man, take take the floor, dude. Yeah. So JJ, we obviously communicated a little bit before we hopped on here. Um, we talked about some, you know, some of the questions that, that I might ask, and then you throw me a curveball late last night at, at 1030 and you release this statement. Um, and it was a fairly big statement, you know, regarding NIL and kind of what your focus is going to be while you're at Michigan. Um, and it's a statement that has gone over considerably well within the fan base, by the way. Um, it's obviously something that you put a lot of thought into. I'm curious why was it important for you to release that statement last night? Uh, it's always been something that that statement's always been something that's been on my mind even before the NIL opportunities came. And it was it was just getting out there that all these companies, all these fans that are going to be willing to contribute and compensate these players. I just want to let them know that when they compensate me, it's going to a good cause. And I'm not just doing it for the money. Like I'm not doing it to see the commas go up in my bank account and all that stuff. I'm doing it because I love to play football and I have such an awesome opportunity to help others. Yeah, I mean that's a, it's a big deal. I mean when when all this stuff came through came through on July 1st, was it like was it a whirl? It seemed like a whirlwind to Chris and I. We were like, dude, this stuff is everywhere on social media. Like it's all over Instagram, it's all over Twitter, it's everywhere, it's everywhere. Was it like that for you guys or or not really? I mean, what did it, what did it feel like from a player standpoint? Uh say that question one more time. Sorry it broke up. The the NIL stuff, it's, I was saying to Chris and I it seemed like it was a whirlwind. It was all over Instagram. It was all over Twitter. It was like everywhere. Like for that first couple of days, it just seemed like it was kind of taking everything by storm. Did it feel like that for, from a player standpoint or, or not, not as much? Yeah. I mean, from my standpoint, it was always just like, Oh, that's awesome. That's a great opportunity. This is like history in the making. What an opportunity we have. And like, honestly, there was so much excitement throughout the team and all that. But for me, it was just, and for a lot of others on our team, it was just keeping that level head and realizing like what we're here to do. We're not here to make money. We're here to win football games. So it it's, opens up a door, many doorways of opportunities. But 
it it doesn't it doesn't it will never like affect the end goal that we have there you go. Well, you mentioned winning football games, something you did a lot of in high school. Obviously, uh, a lot of success up at Nazareth before you headed down to IMG. But I want to talk about IMG, your last stop before you got to Michigan. Uh, it's like college light, man. I mean, I've, I've been to the campus before. I've watched a bunch mm-hmm. of players that have come through there. Outstanding opportunity, I'm sure, for anybody who gets a chance to go there. What What was that like, and, and how did how ready did that get you for, for coming to Michigan as a as an early enrollee who was just supposed to finish high school like a month ago? Yeah, it it done it has done so much for my development and for my preparation going into college. Not even like, of course, on the football side, IMG Academy with what they do with their athletes is just unbelievable. But the living on your own, being away from your parents, being with new people, having to build relationships from scratch, it was just perfect in every way for me that it was going to help me prepare for college and not take those rookie. Of course, there's rookie steps. I've made a lot of mistakes and done a lot of stuff that I learned from so far, but it's just, it helped me prepare to not have too many of those and be able to come in with a clear mindset and not feel overwhelmed with the constant rigorous schedule that we have. And it, it helped out so much, so much with the off the field stuff for sure. Yeah. So, so IMG obviously provides, you know, a great springboard to a place like the university of Michigan or any other big time college football program. I'm curious, you know, now that you're here, you've been on campus for, you know, a little while now. Um, you know, little I was a little shout out from Andrew right there. But I don't know if that's yeah. actually him or not, but if that is, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, you know, if, if you could sum up your experience at the University of Michigan in one word so far, what would it be? Gratifying. Okay. 100% gratifying okay. because I've just had so much fun being here. Everything that I was looking forward to has been fulfilled and more. And yeah, I'd have to say gratifying for sure. Right. And, 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 well, ahead, I'm sorry, Brandon. Usually when you come in, you know, as a young guy, you've got, you know, guys that sort of take you under their wing and and, and kind of teach you the ropes. Who has been that guy for you at the University of Michigan that, you know, which upperclassman, I guess, has had the biggest impact on your early career so far? A lot of those guys have. I like there's not, of course, like one of the big ones that just jump out to me is Aiden Hutchinson and everything he's done and just observing these guys like just sitting back while i'm resting from our hill runs and just like seeing their demeanor and how they handle those handle themselves in certain situations so it's just honestly i've been a a sponge with all these upperclassmen and just seeing how they conduct themselves and seeing how they pretty much go throughout their day-to-day life and they've been doing it so why not learn from them? But definitely all the upperclassmen have just been an awesome help. You mentioned the word gratifying. Uh, you were committed for a long time, bunch of visits to Michigan, you know, game day experiences, getting to know the coaches, getting to know the players. Now that you're in it and you still can say it's been gratifying that it's exceeded expectations. Like what were your thoughts coming in versus like the reality of actually being there for the last six or seven months? Like you said, it was better. Like, how was it better? How did how did you how did that happen that it's just been a better experience than maybe you even expected? Um, I mean, the coaching, the relationships I've made, the relationships I've made with the trainers, 
the strength staff, the equipment managers. It's just like a really awesome culture that you never really get to experience on recruiting trips because you always go in there thinking, okay, these people are they're, they're car salesmen right now. That's their job. They're trying to get <laughs> come to the school and they're going to tell me everything that I want to hear. But actually being in the culture, that's like what really just added that next level of gratification for being where I am and a like very comforting feeling knowing that I'm going to be here for the next four years and not be unhappy. Yeah. I mean, so with that being said, I'm curious, obviously, you know, from a fan standpoint, the, the, one of the big stories during the off season is obviously what's going on with the quarterback situation. Um, And I'm curious, you know, from your standpoint, during the time that you've been here, what are your early impressions of the quarterback room. I mean, you've got Cade McNamara, who's coming back. He's got a little bit of experience. You've got Dan Villari, who was there last year. You've got Alan Bowman coming in, who I think might already be on campus at this point. I'm not sure how, how much you've had the opportunity to speak with him, but what are the early impressions of the, the uh, quarterback room? A lot of great guys and a lot of fun. I mean, the healthy competition that's been going on like every single day, we push each other all the time, like in everything. It would rather be the film room, weight room, out on the field. We always push each other, but it's always that healthy competition. Like we're not, we're not trying to get ahead and put them down, put anyone down. It's all about like working together and really fine tuning our skills. And whoever's the best quarterback is going to play. That's who we want. That's who we want because that's going to win us games. And at the end of the day, like it's all about the team in that matter. And the quarterback room has been run by Coach Weiss, who's been awesome, awesome, as well as Coach Harbaugh. Coach Harbaugh has huge contributions in that room, which is another thing that I didn't think coming in was going to be a reality. But him being in the room and being able to pick his brain on everything, it's just been, like, amazing, amazing. Well, that's interesting because we, you know, and Brandon and I talked about this a little bit before Weiss was hired is, you know, I I think that the news that had come out was Jim Harbaugh was going to be, you know, more hands on with the quarterbacks. And then we saw that Matt Weiss had been hired, you know, as quarterbacks coach. And we sort of wondered how that would work. So you're saying that, you know, even with Weiss in the picture, that Harbaugh is still very much a part of what's going on in that room. Yes, you can't you can't stop him. That man just lives and does football. This guy is awesome he's in there all the time he's going through every single footwork stuff with us every single film session he's he's really been the man in there and it's 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 been really awesome like we we can't talk to a michigan football player without talking about ohio state like i think i think it's against the rules or something right so jj you put the first question we asked you you put out this this heartfelt like Man, what a mature kid. What an awesome message last night about NIL and how you want to contribute to some things and do this. And then a guy like Dave Portnoy grabs that message and just scribbles beat Ohio on it. And it's like, all right, like that, I, you know, I get it. I, I know where Michigan fans are coming from. That's all they want. They want it so badly. I don't know if that was the that was the time or the place, but whatever. It is what it is. And me and Chris have certainly put out a bunch of stuff, and you can't you said it before we started live here, you can't like even mention anything without somebody like yelling that at you. So mm-hmm. I guess in a nutshell, how, how big of a deal is the Ohio state game? And so there's a question in the comments here. How much do you hate Ohio state? <laughs> and just, just in general. I mean, like 
that that message uh, kind of went around earlier this spring. Uh, you know, the the addition to the, the the message board up in the weight room. I think like how what are you doing to beat Ohio State today or something along those mm-hmm. lines. In a nutshell, man, talk about that rivalry and what it, what it means to the players inside that building. I mean, you see how passionate the fans are about it. So just ramp that up by ten, and then you got how passionate <laughs> we are about it. It's 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 been really really awesome to see it firsthand and see it's it's not so much of a hatred against them it's it's a just burning desire to finally get over the hump and just really do what we do because that's the only team that's been in our way that's the only team that's been in the great teams of the past like that's that's the one game that is always in the back of our heads and we're always taking it week by week like the only thing we're really focused on right now is western michigan but it's it's one of those teams that just sits in the back of our head just because of the history of it. So, yeah, just ramp it up a little bit. And, yeah, you, you got our passion about it for sure. And, and case in point, as soon as we start talking about this, the comments are flooded with words that I'm not going to say right now on the live stream. So you kind of you kind of get an idea where that is. But it's, it's all it's all the time. I, I want to ask you a question because I, I don't know if this is the case. We hear it from the fan base. We hear that. Ohio State takes it more seriously. I, I just wonder. I'm sure you've heard that before. I just wonder, you know, well, how the, you the would, players themselves how, have said it, right? How yeah. you would how you would argue that, or what you would say, you know, to to someone who says that the Michigan players just don't don't focus on it as much. Well, I I would. It's like who is that coming from? Because it's people who are not in it every day. It's not people who are in this building putting in the work that we're putting ourselves through and it's i mean people could have their own opinions about it but at the end of the day none of that's going to matter when when the whistle blows like when we're in between those lines that's really when it's going to come down to it how bad did we really want it all off season all season and when when i when i hear stuff like that and when the team hears stuff like that it just goes in one ear and out the other because no matter what fan it is nobody's trying to beat them as bad as we are as a team nobody's trying to beat like we're trying to beat every single team as bad as we want to beat them so it's it's definitely amped up a lot with them but it's it's every week it's every week we have that same mindset yeah, I mean, you know, like we were talking about before we hopped on, I'm sure you get a number <laughs> of questions about Ohio State or you at least see Ohio State, something to the effect or, or something about Ohio State pop up on a daily basis. Um, the, the next question I want to ask you kind of goes back to, you know, what we talked about right when we first started here, which was the statement you came out with um, last night. And, you know, I noticed, you know, I followed your recruitment pretty closely and I've noticed that you have mentioned winning championships, you know, on multiple occasions and you did it again last night in the statement that, that you put out. Um, you don't seem scared or intimidated by talking about big goals, like things like championships, um, which I love, by the way, I think that's great. But with that being said, um, you know, this season will mark 10 years since the last win over Ohio State, 17 years since the last conference title, and 24 years since the last national championship. And so here's the question. What is it about this program and this particular group of guys that gives you the confidence that you all can get this thing back on track and bring, you know, a conference title or even a national title back to Ann Arbor? 
what an opportunity, right? I mean, we like we see the opportunity in front of us, and we see the years that have gone past where we our last big. T- what'd you say the last Big Ten championship was? Uh, you're 17 somewhere years around, ago. Yeah, yeah years somewhere ago. around early 2000s. And yeah, 2003 was the last outright. 2004 was shared. Sure. I yeah. We see those banners up in the field house every single day every single sprint we run, every single play we run. And it's just a motivating factor every single day because it's been so long. And it has nothing against the guys that have come before because they're the ones who built this up, built this program up to where it is now. But it's just like the, like I said, the burning desire that fuels all of us and is inside of all of us is just like gets up more and more. The more times we just see it it's everywhere it's everywhere i mean you go on social media you hear the same stuff all the time so it's it's definitely something that almost adds extra fuel to the fire for us yeah and and you're you're a guy that's you know you're plugged in i'm sure you have you know an idea of how important and big your recruitment was you know and, and and how i guess how much the fans are excited to have you here in Ann Arbor. Do you personally feel like an obligation, like personally, individually mm-hmm. to be the guy that changes the narrative here? I mean, not at all. I, I don't feel like anyone's personally obligated to do anything, but I really do feel like I am personally obligated to help in any way I can to get that team to the top, no matter if it's, I'm helping Cade, helping Dan, helping Alan, and doing it myself. That no other way is going to take me away from doing whatever I can to make sure we get back to where we need to be. And JJ, I wanted to ask you because we were talking about it before we went live, and I thought it was interesting. I said, you know, like, okay, fall camp is coming up here in a couple of weeks. I'm sure it's going to get crazy busy. And you kind of laughed and said, like, dude, it's it's always crazy busy. So I just <laughs> wanted you to recap that again for the people out there who might not know what it's like. It, it's supposed to, I'm doing air quotes. It's the off season, but, like, there's no such thing. I just thought that was funny hearing it from 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 your standpoint of how it's like, no, it's it's all the time. It's, it's yeah. all the time. Yeah, when I first got here in the spring, I was like, wow, this is really what it's like to have two full-time jobs. I mean, <laughs> school here and playing here, it's been something I've really never experienced before. But I've had the most fun in the world doing it. I mean, I just try to live in the present moment with it and take each experience day by day. And it's just, it's just like it, it feels like it already flew by. Like that's something that Coach Harbaugh said, the days are long, but the years are short. And yeah. I'm experiencing that firsthand with how crazy this schedule is, but it's the schedule that I wanted. I mean, if I could have been doing this five years ago, I would be doing it. It's, it's just been, it's just been awesome. You said you mentioned the long days. I think you. I think you specific. I think you said it was today, wasn't it? Like six a.m. Something like it was long morning. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was going to say, so, say. I asked you, like, okay, give me a rundown. It's off season. What's mm-hmm. a day to day like? And you, you kind of said, well, it started at six a.m. today. And what, yeah. what is that day to day grind like? It, I mean, well, I'll just give you today. This morning, we got up, all drove over to Veterans Park, and at six a.m. ran those hills, and then after that. We had a bench press competition in the parking lot, which was awesome. Loved it. And then we went back to the facility and had a player-led practice. 
And then after that, it was like photo shoot stuff, um, stuff for the Jumbotron, stuff like that. And then it was film afterwards, just like I did it on my own and all that stuff. But it's just that was when I finished my day and went home, it was one o'clock and <laughs> I was out since six in the morning. And it's just that that was stuff that was always something I had to do on my own, but it's expected here, which I love. It's expected to work that hard. It's expected to live up to that standard that is gonna bring us championships and is gonna bring us back to the top. I'll throw this up there real quick because I know you mentioned it earlier and a person uh, commented and asked. Talk about the uh, the bench press uh, results there. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we went in we went in teams, and I had I had some pretty like we did the average of each team's reps. So okay. everyone went and it was about a team of 12 to 14. And let me tell you, I have never <laughs> seen somebody hit 30 reps of 225 as fast as Blake Corum. He's on my team. Oh. I'm telling you, dude, that, that guy, that guy dude, seems he's like he's never dog. missed a workout. Yeah. He's never Man. missed a workout. That's for that, sure. That, that kid is a workhorse. I mean, is, is he as impressive, you know, as his team, like the dude just looks like from the outside looking in, the guy just looks like, I don't know if there's anybody in America that works harder than he is. He's always <laughs> in the gym. He's an early riser. The dude's like, I, mean, I don't, do you guys get that sense from him? I mean, you, of course you get that sense from him with, everything that he does working like after workouts all the time. But it, it, what guys like that do is inspire guys like me to try and like work harder than him. And if, if not catch up to his level and it's, it's been really, really awesome to see the effect like spreading throughout the team. And when you see guys work that hard, it just, it just makes you want to work harder because you're going through that shared suffering together and, that's just building the bonds more and more. And yeah, it's like seeing a guy like that work as hard as he does. It really just makes you sit back and say like, man, am I really doing as much as I possibly can do right now? So, yeah. That's a hell of a compliment. And I think we yeah. got Coram's dad is here. If I don't yeah, know if you saw say. that comment, but his dad is here. He, he had something to say to JJ. Coram. I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling through. There's a, there's a lot of comments. Here we go. A little shout out for Mr. Coram right there. Speaking highly of you and highly of Blake as well. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's yeah, awesome. that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, so what do you, what do you think, Brandon? Do you, I mean, we're, you know, we're at the 22 minute mark. Do you want to yep. go to the OT questions, get fan questions last? Do you want to get fan questions a, now? I think we do fan questions now. There's a All couple right, of good ones in here, and we'll throw them out there. And JJ, again, this is this is your discretion. I mean, if it's a little too much, you don't want to give you know anything away that that you know the world shouldn't know. Then totally cool with us. But sure. some fans are asking some pretty good stuff, so I think we'll throw it out there. So uh, I, I would assume this is going back to the spring. But surprising guys on offense. I mean, maybe maybe it's yourself. Maybe it's somebody else. I mean, who's who's kind of done some things that that popped out? To be honest with you, the whole offense as a whole. Like it really showed me what it's like to be at a division one power five football program with an offense that's run everywhere. And coach Gaddis, like his schemes have just been next level. And I mean, the receivers took me a long time to get adjusted how fast those guys are. I mean, those, those guys could fly and the running backs, the O line. I mean, it's just been, everybody has just surprised me everybody has blown me away 
with my expectations going in. So that's a good segue into this question then. Is there anybody out of that receiver group that maybe you did link up with faster than others? Not to say that they were that that they were slower than the other guys, but just somebody that you seem to have a, a pretty natural connection with maybe. Oh, I mean, I, like I've been rolling with the twos a lot and working with Andrell, working with Christian Dixon, Roman Wilson, A.J. Henning, uh, Dalen Baldwin, who just came in. Mm-hmm. We had a really good day this morning. Um, all the guys, all the guys have just been really, really awesome because they're in the right spots at the right time. They're always making the catches that I need them to make, and they're making me look good, honestly. Like, those guys are just ballers, all of them. That's interesting you bring up Dalen Baldwin. I, I not forgot about him, but since he just got there and he's a transfer, I haven't seen much of him. I actually saw him when he was like a sophomore in high school. He was just like this skinny kid. He wasn't getting hardly any recruitment. He goes to a small school and now he's at Michigan. What what can you tell us about him? Like, I, you know, this is a kid I haven't seen in five or six years or whatever it's been. And I just, it's really cool that it's come full circle as a local kid. And now he's at, now he's a Wolverine. Yeah, he, he works, he works, he he's yearning to learn. And this guy, he, he's really surprised me so far. He's a great kid great personality um everything about him i'm just loving so far it's like one of those things where it's like man is this too good to be true like (laughs) he's he's working his butt off he's making all the catches really smooth route runner great out of his cuts i mean he he's been he's been awesome so far so big too i mean he's a big guy at this point yeah he's got some stature for sure for that's sure. The, that's the thing that I think changed the most when I saw his, his like transfer picture. I was like, that is not what he looked like when I remember seeing him in high school. I also wanted to touch on this from earlier because he's new to us. You know, we haven't we haven't seen or learned a lot about him, but Coach Weiss, I, I mean, from the from the little bit I have picked up from from either recruits or you know, t- you mentioned him earlier. I, I've I've heard the word genius like thrown out there about him on mm-hmm. a couple occasions. And we know he's got like this analytics background, but he hasn't done a lot like specifically with quarterbacks in his past. I just wonder, you know, how good do you think he's been? And I, I know you don't have a huge frame of reference when it comes to college quarterbacks coaches, but what have you seen out of him and and what's been what's been that experience? I mean, genius might be an understatement. Like this guy <laughs> is one of the most intelligent people I've ever been around. And what I love the most about him is who he is as a person, what his values are, how he how he is every single day in the building. He's so consistent with who he is and how he goes about his business. And he's just always been an awesome, awesome help for me. But probably the best thing I've learned from him is just sitting in the film room with him and just letting him talk of how he looks at the game because he's been at almost every position and he's – He's, his knowledge is just untouched. It's really awesome to just pick his brain and see how he perceives things on the football field. I want to throw this question up there because I, I almost got like a, a, a feeling just reading the question, and I know Chris is going to feel it You know, as, as we uh, finally make our way back to the stadium this year. What's your reaction oh. going to be when you see that how, that stadium <laughs> full again for the first time? Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, I, man. Like I, I always visualize when I'm doing my meditations, running down the tunnel and like hitting that banner. And it's it, I just cannot. I'm so glad that those stands are going to be packed because a lot of the guys were saying it was just depressing without the <laughs> best fans in the country yeah. there. I mean, it 
it's really going to be one of those surreal feelings that like every single time you run out that tunnel, it's going to be a time you're going to remember forever. I wonder for a freshman who came in early, like I said, you were you, you finished high school early and got to Ann Arbor back in December or January. Has there been a lot of those little moments? I mean, I'm sure that's going to be one of the bigger ones. How could it not be with that many people? But, you know, like the first time pulling on the winged helmet or the first time you see your name up on your locker or your first time you're in the huddle with all the – like what's that been like, all those little landmark moments, uh, you know, becoming a college quarterback at a place like Michigan? Um, to be honest with you, it's been kind of the, like, not the complete opposite, but it's felt so much just like playing ball and doing what I've been doing since first grade. I mean, it's stepped up in so many different levels, but it's just playing ball at the end of the day. I mean, it's a little kid's game, but (laughs) it just keeps keeps going each each chapter where whether it be high school college the nfl you just keep like wow you having those moments where like wow i really don't know anything so <laughs> it, at the end of the day it's just playing ball and i'm having a great time but you're learning so much so much I think, Chris, I got one more. I'll just piggyback off of what he just said right there because I think that's funny and that was a nice candid moment. How many times does that happen where you where you say, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really striving for that every single day because you're trying to learn as much as yeah. possible. And, like, that's that's the thing I'm chasing. Like, I'm chasing just – how can I, what am, What can I do to be the best football player I could possibly be? And every single day has just been giving me those answers and I've just been working at it. And the, the amount of like, I, w- I was working at this, uh, this Juco college in California over our break with 3D QB. And they, they were talking to me about mechanics and the biomechanics of all the like rotational throwing or tennis racket, baseball swing, all that same thing, same thing. Wow. I've, I've, I've been throwing the ball pretty well, but there's a lot of stuff I still need to work on and I'm very far from like getting to where I want to be. So it's just been hitting me left and right with a lot of those situations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how, that's what learning's about, right? So that's, that's mm-hmm. how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah. Chris, last, closing remarks before we go, JJ, get out of here. I know you're on the time crunch, man. So oh, look, we, 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 you know, we went through football, right? We had the football questions and now I think it's time that we close out with some of the hard hitting important stuff that people <laughs> are really going to care about and be talking about tonight and tomorrow. So first off, JJ McCarthy, I follow you on social media. And one of the things I've noticed is that you seem to be kind of like a deep guy, like very philosophical. You think about things in depth. I'm curious, what's your stance? Let me, let me rephrase this. Let me ask this a different way. What is more likely to be real Bigfoot or aliens? So the Bigfoot, I feel like, I mean, you, you could just get going with like the oceans, how we haven't discovered like 70% of the oceans, but on land, we've discovered quite a lot, but space, when I'm looking at there's a hundred to 400 billion stars in our galaxy alone. And then there's trillions of galaxies and billions of galaxies in our universe. And then there's multiple universes. There's, there's just too much out there to not believe that there's other beings living on other planets and, or aliens, if you would say like, that I, that's definitely aliens. I feel like 
Brandon, I think we might be the first group to document that JJ believes in aliens. So let yeah. let, let that be known, right? So and now and that. And almost the exact same answer we gave when we did the same question before. It's like Bigfoot right. might be out there, but come on, dude. Like aliens, let's go yeah. aliens. Right? right. I feel yeah. like I feel yeah. like everybody's at a point now where they just accept, like, yeah, aliens are probably aliens, out there. It's thing. crazy because yeah, it took such a sharp turn. Like everyone's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it, it went from more. like you were crazy to like, no, nah, that's probably how it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's been um, this <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. What is your guilty pleasure movie? So this is the movie that you don't want your homies to know that you like this movie, but deep down yeah. you really like it. What is oh, it? Oh, he's got one. He's smiling already. Yeah. Big. So, so, so it, it would probably have to be the Da Vinci Code. Like, okay. yeah. That's the, the one with uh, who's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Right, Tom right, Hanks. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I watched that on the plane and that was, that was a really, really like fascinating movie that I liked. And it's it's like you, you you'll geek out a little bit, but like that's a that's a pretty legit movie. I don't think you'd exactly. get I don't think you'd get dogged too much for that one. I was thinking exactly, yeah. like Hannah Montana or so. I don't even know. What it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he was gonna go with. All right, Chris, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. one more. I think right. All right, last question. You know, you you hail from the Chicago area, mm -hmm. so I'm sure a lot of people back in Illinois are curious. Are you Cubs or Sox? North side or South side? White Sox all the way. There you South go. Side. He's a South Side <laughs> outsider. Yeah. Yeah. All that the makes way. me that makes me like you even a little bit more. I like that, yeah. edge, that I've South Side. A, edge. I've been a Sox fan through thick and thin when <laughs> the Cubs were winning and everyone was bandwagoning on them. Yeah. Always a Sox fan. It's great seeing them <laughs> do great this year. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Have it. JJ yeah. McCarthy, our first guest. His JJ. first spot in media handled it like a pro. Like I said, man. I don't know. When did you start doing interviews? Eighth grade, maybe something like that, probably. Um, it was my first one was with Edgy Tim and Oh, Edgy at Rivals, yeah, man. Yeah, at Rivals, and that had to be eighth grade because I still have braces. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. This has come a long way, but still a pro at the interviews. JJ, man, we appreciate yeah. the time. Have fun tonight with your teammates, and good luck this fall, my man. Yes, yeah. sir. I appreciate you. You guys have a great night. It was awesome talking to you, Brandon and Christopher. Yeah, All you right. as well, man. Take care. Take care, Take JJ. Care. See you, man. Well, there you go, Chris. Well, how we have he's impressive. He is impressive. He's always been impressive. Uh, a kid I talk to a lot of times throughout the recruiting process, and he's always been just like that. I mean, a mature kid, a heady kid. Uh, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get the politically correct answers out of him, which you know there's nothing wrong with that. He's the quarterback. He's he's got his guys at all all levels. He's got guys he throws to. He's got guys blocking for him. He's still trying to fight and battle for the top spot. So, you know, I'm not surprised by that approach. Um, he's not gonna single too many people out, and that's 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 what you get a lot of times with team first guys. And he certainly is that man. He's always been that way. So that was fun, man. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed he, that a lot. He just he gives off the sense that he just gets it, you know, and, yeah. and, and I think whether or not, you know, he's in a position where he's starting week one or week six or whether or not it even happens in 2021. I, I just I personally have a lot of confidence that at some point in time in the near future, he's going to be the guy. I just think he possesses too many good qualities for somebody at that position to not, you know, to not pull the trigger on him and kind of let him do his thing. So. And he, you know, I haven't seen a lot of him, obviously, but he looks he looks more the part 
now, yeah. like bigger, stronger, thicker. You know, yeah, he's he's always kind of had like the whippy arms, but now they're a little bit more they're a little bit more filled out, and that's gonna con- that's gonna continue to happen through his shoulders and his core. And he's just you know he's not a huge guy. He's not he's not Trevor Lawrence big. He's not right. he's not Justin Fields big. He's never gonna be that big. But that was always one little concern I had when I saw him in high school. Like man, he's kind of a spindly kid, but he he's filling out and he's got he's got an absolute whip for an arm i mean he throws a live ball he's really really accurate he's a plus athlete he does have a lot of what you know what you like in a quarterback that just makes him into a winner and he's been he's been a winner everywhere he's been he won a state title as a sophomore at nazareth i think i believe he went to a state title every year at nazareth and only won it once as a sophomore and then of course at img they went undefeated and they were kind of crowned like the you know the mythical high school football national champs he just you know he's all he does is win. That's all he's ever done is win at every level. And, uh, he's a worker. We talked to him before we started too. he just used to go to, you know, camp after camp after camp. I mean, even when he was a pretty big time recruit, he would still show up to camps and perform. And, you know, he wasn't one of the, one of, one of the big name guys who comes just to hang out. He's, he's, he's going to throw it. That's what he wants to do. So, I've always liked talking to him. I've always enjoyed, you know, the interviews with him. and yeah, it's hard not to be, it's hard excited not to be in his corner. What, yeah. yeah, in his corner and excited about what he could potentially achieve at Michigan. So that, that was cool. And um, yeah, uh, it's I'm really excited about these these new opportunities with NIL, us being able to branch out a little bit more and bring some more of this stuff to the fans and our listeners and our viewers. And so, uh, you know, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. And we'll we'll have a couple more next week. Are we going to talk about that yet? Or are we going to wait till yeah, it gets so, a little closer? No, I, I think we can announce it. You know, next week we're right back at it. We've got um, Texas Tech transfer quarterback Alan Bowman. Uh, we're going to sit and talk with him on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then on Friday we close out the week with, you know, Blake Corum, who came up in this conversation. And, you know, I, I think based on the conversations you and I have had, Brandon, we're, we're pretty high on what this kid is capable of doing. We think he's going to be obviously a major contributor here in 2021. So excited to talk with him on Friday in particular and kind of get a sense of, you know, what he's thinking about this upcoming coming season because the dude physically looks like he's just ready to just destroy everybody in his path dude i'm super i'm excited to talk to alan bowman he's like this he's like this he's this enigma coming in man and i really want to pick his brain about where you know what he's thinking and what were you know what what was told to him to he's he's a grad transfer he's going to be able to yeah yeah why michigan i mean if you if you look at Cade, you know being there and jj the kind of up-and-comer i think he's got three years of eligibility left if i'm not mistaken so obviously some things went into that decision so i'll be really interested to hear from him as well next week so that'll be cool um yeah I'm, i'm just super excited man it was really cool to talk to jj again i hadn't connected with him in a couple years i guess or at least a year for sure since he was a recruit and you know he'd been committed for so long that there wasn't a lot of a lot of times to talk to him but um that was great i i I mean i just it it was i was having fun asking the questions it was fun seeing him react to some of the different ones and yeah you can't you can't beat that that firsthand information even from a from a, a rookie freshman trying to figure it out in his own words i thought that was pretty funny man that he said (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Half the, but half you the know what? All but, every day. But that in and of itself speaks to his maturity. The fact that he, yeah, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't just say it and say it out loud, but it's like a source of pride. Like, Hey man, I'm going out every day and stretching myself to the point where like I'm doing things I'm uncomfortable with. And I think, you know, the more, I don't, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine that the Michigan fan base could 
be more supportive of JJ McCarthy than they already yeah. are. But you can see it when you talk to him and then, you know, he releases a statement like he did last night. Um, like I said before, he just seems like he's got it figured out and I'm, I'm excited for this season, but I'm also excited to see what becomes of his career, you know, at Michigan. And he had the he had the seven thirty hard cap to get out of here because oh by the way he's taking some of his teammates out to dinner team dinner yeah I, d- I don't know if he I don't know if he was like the the like the host or the or the the provider but that's why he was leaving so yeah. again you know I mean look look at that day dude he started at he probably got up at five in the morning was doing all that stuff at six o'clock and then a workout with Dalen Baldwin he mentioned, and then this and then this and photo shoot stuff. And he's in the uniform and he's at the stadium and now he's going out with his teammates. Like, I I don't know if it's like that for everybody all the time, but you get the sense that it is for him. It's like that every day, all the time. It's football, it's teammates, it's locker room, it's film, it's being a QB. Like he just has that. He just has that it factor. I've always said that about him. I've always said that about him. I've, I've been a little bit, a little bit apprehensive to, to anoint him because I thought he was a little small coming out of high school. I mean, I know you don't have to be a hulking big dude to play quarterback anymore, but he's also not like a four, four run around kind of guy. So the fact that he was a little smaller, you know, he's got a very live arm, but it wasn't the strongest that I've ever seen in person. Like the la- one of the big last events I went to was the five-star challenge in Atlanta. And he was there with Kyle McCord, who was at Ohio state, I think was him and, they were pretty good friends and JJ and, and Kyle kind of jockeyed back and forth as one of the higher rated pro style quarterbacks in the class. And, you know, McCord just had a different look to him. He was bigger. He was solid. He was, str- he was thick. He had a, a stronger arm, but you know, like I said, JJ's he's coming along in that regard. He looks, he's, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he doesn't look like he did when I last saw him, you know, coming out of high school. And that's, that's obvious. That's going to happen when you get there. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for his future. Cause he just, you know, talent's one thing everybody at Michigan is talented but if you've got that other stuff that he clearly has in my opinion that that's when you get that's when you can get greatness man and I hope that's what's in his future for him let let me put it this way like when you talk about culture and what the environment is like in the locker room that is a kid that you just you're so glad to have in the locker room because you know if times get tough or you know if, if if things happen internally that's just a guy that is nothing but positive for the locker room environment. So I think, you know, talent wise, his mentality, all those things are going to pay dividends. And it's just a matter of time, you know, how long before Jim pulls the trigger. You know, I like throwing up a little bit of love for us. We're wrong, dude. People hey, do care. People do care about us. That's man. my mom. So she's supposed to say that. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Does that count? If your mom says she cares, I did not know that <laughs> that makes that even funnier. And I'm so glad I picked that out to put that up there. Now I did not. Is it you're dead serious? I'm dead serious. Well, yeah. Hey, thanks, thanks mom. mom. I she care cares about, about us. That's fantastic. That's the yeah. best thing. I did not know that. It's that's a, that it's was a family be. affair here. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, let's see a couple more things and then we'll get ready to close it out here. Yeah, this is an interesting point. The uh, JJ's best wide receiver from back home in Illinois will be with him next year. Tyler Morris is committed yeah. coming off an injury, tore his knee up at the end of last year. So you hope he's, you know, he can, he can return to form and, you know, get you know, the quickness and the burst that, that made him a big time recruit, but good player, really good player. And obviously JJ knows him. JJ also familiar with, uh, with AJ Henning, um, Trevor Keegan, another Illinois guy, not from quite the same area, but Michigan's done quite well in the state of Illinois yeah. over the last couple of recruiting classes. So, um, 
yeah, that's that's certainly not a bad thing. Same high school, but yeah, coming off that knee injury, so hopefully he'll be good to go whenever he does get back out on the field. Let's see. Anything else that we need to throw out there? Hmm. Not that I can. I was. I saw this one also from David. Is was Roman Wilson? See, this is this is the deal, and I I mentioned it when we were talking about one JJ signed off of here. You're just not going to get from any player. You're just not going to get a lot of singling out. You're, they're you're all just, fast. You're, just, yeah. you're not really going to get it. I mean, yep. they're, they know they know if Roman Wilson is the fastest receiver, but they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to do collateral damage by calling him the fastest, which then means that other guys are slower. I mean, like that's a that's a fact of football. Everybody, every team has a fastest guy. It, you're just you're going to be hard pressed to get a to get a player to say something like that. You know, like right. And I, it's not a knock on the people who are asking questions in here because I see it. At, at, I see it at media availabilities all That's the time. A fair question. Yeah. If, if you go to Jim Harbaugh and you say who's standing out on offense, he's going to name every damn player that plays offense. Like that, that's not how you get information. You've got to go in with a little bit more specific. Like if you want to know, if you have a specific thought about a guy, ask about that guy. It's, you know, Harbaugh could very easily still then trail off and name every other guy at that position, which he's quite good at. But if you, if you, if you ask a big open-ended question, you often will get a big open-ended answer. Like that's just, that's just kind of how it works. And also, like I said, for, for JJ, who's a young guy, he's part of the team. Those are his brothers. Those are his friends. He's not, he's not going to single anybody out. Cause there were some other good, other good, other questions that I would say are good. But you're just you're not really going to get that. Even like, who's the surprise on offense, right? He's like right. Every, everybody. Well, okay, it, that's fine. But that's not what the answer. That's not the answer that people are often looking for. Who's the somebody else? Mason Bully on there. Who's the toughest dog on the team? You'd want to go to battle with. <laughs> he, he's not going to pick anybody. Right. You know, he, he just yeah. he just won't do it. I mean, there might he might give you a few, but it just it just often doesn't go that way. After he's covering, seasoned, you know, he's experienced. He knows dude, what he he's is. Doing. He's yeah. been doing interviews for a long time. It, it was that way when you'd ask him about his favorite schools. You know, he'd be very diplomatic and very political about, well, I like this school and this school and this school and this school. You, you kind of read, you kind of learn to lead, read between the lines a little bit. Who's he getting the most attention from? Where's he visiting? Who's he connecting with? And, you know, that's all, that's all part of figuring all this stuff out. But yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. And, and you do learn too. Like, oh, I'm trying to think of an example. I can't even think of a good one off the top of my head. There are guys. There are guys who will, who they'll just say it. They'll, they'll just they'll say exactly. Aiden Hutchinson's pretty good for a quote. He, yeah. He's pretty. He's pretty candid and pretty open. Like if you ask him to single something out, he he will sometimes. I just don't. You're not going to get that from a young quarterback just trying to find his way right now, doing his first media spot. Like that's not yeah. that's not what you're going to get, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I don't like it when coaches do it. I think they need to. I think they need to man up a little bit in that instance, but. But coach speak or player speak for a player, in particular a young freshman, I that that's to be expected. You can't yep. you can't hate on that. And and he did a really good job, I think, answering a lot of the other questions. I, I love the I don't know about you, man, but I love hearing about the day to day stuff. I just think that's yeah. you know even as well, a person I mean, in the media who's been doing it for a long time, you don't. There's no way you ever know about that stuff unless right. you hear it from a guy I, like that. I think for people that are huge fans of college football and Michigan football in general, like you're just curious. Like, what's it? What's mm-hmm. it like being a guy like JJ McCarthy? Like, it's not, you know, and he knows he he's not the average recruit. You know what I mean? Like, I think he gets 
how the outside world kind of views him or the Michigan football world views him. I think he gets it. And yeah, there's a lot of curiosity. Like what's it, what's it like to be a dude like that on this team? Like, what do you feel? What's it like? Who's talking to you? What are they saying? So, yeah. Where do you think JJ McCarthy will rank? Let's just, let's just cap it at one season at the end of this season. Where do you think he will rank in, uh, in Jersey sales? Honestly, man, I feel like he's got to be top three. I do too. I mean, he's, he's probably like, he's maybe the third string quarterback, but he's going to sell more jerseys than just about everybody on the Aiden team. Aiden Hutchinson, I would put at one, yeah. right? And then you've got JJ McCarthy, Daxton Hill, Daxton Hill. Yeah, you know, I I put those three guys up there, and then like we talked about before, it's a pretty significant drop off, I think, between like the top three or four players on this team yeah. to everybody else when it comes to jersey sales. So somebody but, hey. also, also David, appreciate you, David, being active in the comment section there. By the way, that's always appreciated. He said he's going to buy him a buy himself a, J, a JJ McCarthy jersey, which is awesome, man. Like we talked about this a little bit over the over the week when I was down in South Carolina, you know, not doing pods as we were kind of figuring out what we were going to talk about when we came back and what kind of things we were going to focus on. And then this this jersey deal comes out, which is like you know 10 or 12 bucks per jersey the players get that's amazing but like i i really think people need to understand that it's not going to be that big of a deal for most of the players like like 90 percent of them like seriously are, are not really going to get much from that deal it's an amazing deal on paper it's awesome that michigan was first it's great that they partnered up with the mden and it's so cool that you can go on the mden website and do the drop down menu and there's the players like that's amazing yeah. like that's never been a thing before um yeah, Ronnie Bell might do okay. That's a good point. Mike Land Mike uh, Landau throws out Ronnie Bell's name. Uh, but how but many the, people? The, how many people outside of family and friends are you know rushing out to buy a Ronnie? That's no knock against Ronnie Bell. No, I just it's think just it, the way it it's is. Like, it's it's the same with like NFL teams, right? Like you've got a roster full of professional players, but there's really only like one or two marquee guys that are that are moving jerseys, and then and then the rest of the sales, it's like sporadic. You know, it's not like you're going to make a living on it. It's great. I think you and I agree. It's great that, you know, Michigan has this partnership with the MDEN and the Jersey sales. But at the end of the day, you're right. I think a handful of guys are going to see, you know, I think I read it pays out once each quarter, right? So they'll get four payments. I think there's a handful of guys that are going to really benefit. And then I think most of the guys, like you might get a, some extra change here and there, but I don't think it's going to be anything substantial. You know, like, let's take JJ, for instance, let's say he, he takes over the starting job as a sophomore next year, a true sophomore. And he he's really good. I mean, like leading Michigan to big wins. He can make 50 grand off this Jersey deal in a season. Easily. He's you know, the player. He could sell, sell 5,000 jerseys of JJ McCarthy. Right. I mean, the, the, the most recent players. And I think we talked about this, the, Jabril Peppers or Denard, Denard, Rob Denard Robinson. Denard Robinson. Correct. He would have killed it here. So make no mistake, for some of these guys, that is a sweet deal that I think they're, you know, they're, they're gonna get a nice chunk of change on. But you're right. For the vast majority of the players on that roster, it's not really gonna move the needle all that much, but it will put some money in their pocket to get lunch and grab a dinner here and there and and, and you know have some extra spending money. So it's good, but it's not a game changer. I wouldn't go that far yet. You gotta, you gotta think about it. Like, I don't, who's the best offensive lineman in the NFL? Like in the entire league? I mean, I mean Lawan's probably the most popular, right? He's up there. He's certainly up there. Yeah, like yeah. Tyron Smith for the Cowboys. You know, America. He's 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 kind of on a decline now in his career, but for a while there, he was like your prototypical left tackle. Um, Joe Thomas for the Browns for a bunch of years was you know regarded as one of the best linemen in the in the league. Point being. 
Like those guys don't sell jerseys. Like no. even even the best elite elite offensive linemen in the NFL don't sell jerseys. Yeah, like offensive linemen, especially like backup guys for college teams, they're they're gonna literally sell zero, like zero jerseys. And so, like it you'll is get, what it you'll is. You'll get friends and family, right? And you'll get you'll get the the one offs here. The you know, but you can't count on that. It's not so gonna. So your so your dad and your mom and your sister spend three hundred and sixty dollars on the jerseys for you to make thirty. All right. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you, you got to look at it how it's how it for real how it's really going on. But um, okay, Quentin Nelson, there's another good one for the Colts. Like he probably sells some jerseys, but I, I mean, the point is, this is going to be potentially really, really big for like one or two guys per team. A couple after those one or two will make a little chunk, and then for the large majority, they're just not really going to see much from it. Yeah. And that's that's fine. That's that's. That's how this. That's how the world works. You you make more money if you're more desirable. You're more marketable. You have a skill or a talent that that people want. Like that's 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 capitalism. That's how it works. That's what nil is supposed to uh, is supposed to capitalize on. All these guys have the same opportunity to go do whatever they do. But yeah, like a a Trevor Lawrence, a Justin Fields, a Jadavian Clowney, a, a, Pe- a Peppers, a Denard. Yeah. Like those guys are going to crush it. And yeah. a lot of the a lot of the guys just aren't. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's different ways to go about it. I think, uh, you know, creating a brand and a logo and trying to sell clothing, that's not it. That that's, that's not going to be the move. There's overhead involved with that. There's, you know, even for some of the top, top guys, like I just, I don't know. I wouldn't like, would people buy a shirt with Trevor Lawrence's face on it? Even though he was like the most popular college football player for two seasons. Not enough. I, I can't, I can't, not I can't enough imagine to make any real money. Right. Yeah. Not enough to where it's like, it's, it's worth the investment of time and money to, to do it. But, but I think overall, and we've talked about this quite a bit offline. I think overall, it's nice to see that, you know, Michigan is doing things to try to put the players in a better position. You hope that there's more things on the horizon, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like even the interaction that we had tonight, you know, the fact that JJ was on, like he didn't even know that this wasn't possible prior to, you know, mm-hmm. the, NI- the new NIL. Yeah. And so even little things like the experience we had tonight, it's just going to open the door so much more for, for these student athletes. And personally, I'm really excited about, you know, yeah, a clothing brand is not going to take off, but there are going to be some really cool opportunities that come for these players that would not have come had it not been for the NIL stuff. So I'm excited. <laughs> want to throw, that. want to throw this up real quick because it's just funny and it made me laugh. Uh, Buckeye here. He comes in peace. <laughs> likes likes Brandon's work, follows me on Twitter. So there, there's why Michigan fans hate me, right? I mean, I, I've got Buckeye fans all over the place. Okay, there you go. <laughs> hey, I did take a big shot. I did take a big shot at. Uh, I did take a big shot at uh, Ohio while I was on the radio with Jamie Morris today. So, um, you have to. I, what did I say? They were, you know, he was like, how's everything going, Brandon? I know you're driving. And I was like, oh, I'm currently driving through the armpit of the United States and that, uh, you know, everybody's least favorite state of Ohio at the time or whatever it was. But no, uh, yeah, just just uh, just making fans everywhere I go. I'll throw this up, too, as we're talking about NIL, because uh, I think we talked about this quite a bit before. Yeah. What do I think of that deal? I think that is that's that's where it's at. That's where. That's where NIL, that's where Michigan and NIL can can really uh, can really separate themselves from what a lot of other schools and programs can do. Um, for those who don't know, the Miami deal was one guy. I don't even think he's an alum. I think he's just a fan. 
He owns 44 MMA gyms in Florida and around the country, and he might even have a couple internationally. He gave five hundred and forty thousand dollars to the to the Miami football team, so that all nine. I think it's only supposed to be eighty five scholarship guys, but the number said ninety. Whatever, ninety ninety guys on the team are going to get six thousand dollars a piece to just wear a shirt that says the name of the gym, and they just have to promote it on their social media or you know Instagram, TikTok, whatever, saying like. Yo, this is the best gym in Miami. If I ever don't, you know, can't get into my school facilities, this is where I'm at. Come check it out. You know, whatever I don't know, whatever the agreement is in place. I don't know if they have to do that once a week, once a month, twice a year, whatever it is. I, I does it really matter? I mean, these, you know, people are on social media all the time. If you just have to go on there wearing a shirt and be like, This is the best gym I've ever been to, and you get six grand, like you're doing it. So that's how that deal worked. And that's why that's why I think um that's why I think that Michigan can absolutely kill it because they have so many people who have so much money. You know, I, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, Steven Ross made all his money in like real estate in New York city. Like he doesn't really need to advertise with Michigan football players in Ann Arbor, but that wouldn't keep him. That doesn't mean he can't partner up with his favorite restaurant. Maybe it's Zingerman's. Every Michigan player gets a Zingerman's hat. You go on social media, go eat at Zingerman's. It's my favorite spot. Boom. 10 grand. Like Miami put the formula out there for other programs to really kill this NIL stuff. And uh, it's just a matter of time before everybody probably has some deal like that in place. Um, but yeah, they're as far as I know, they're the first and only to do something like that so far. But you know, we'll see. We will see how that ends up going. Um, a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. A couple more players joining us next week. Talk to. I mean, damn, dude, just about every player we've reached out to has been interested. We've gotten very few no thank yous. Uh, but there, there have been a couple, and that's okay. You know, there's there's 85 scholarship dudes on that team. That's that's another really cool thing about this. I mean, yeah, there's you know your Aiden Hutchinsons of the world, the starting quarterback. Some of the other star players are going to be the most coveted. But I mean, dude, people want to hear what JJ McCarthy has to say. You know, people want to hear what the 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 running back room. I mean, like this this NIL stuff has now opened it up to where we could get all four or five scholarship running backs on at one time to have a a round tape. I mean, like, I don't know how that would go, but I mean, all of that stuff, um, all that stuff is now possible. So it's really exciting. And I'm just looking forward to uh, the opportunities we might be able to have this, this fall. That's all I got, man. I don't know. I think we did. I think that was solid, man. I was pumped to have JJ on. You did a good job of fostering that and getting the questions ready to roll out while I was driving for seven days straight. It felt like, (laughs) yeah, man, I think, um, like I said, we got some exciting stuff coming over the next couple of weeks. Excited to share it with everybody. So, you know, just stick with us and we're going to keep uh, working to get as many of these guys on as we can. Um, fall camp starts August 6th. August 6th. Right? So that's, that's so, close too. Right. So it's it, so fall camp is, you know, it's it's what we're a, a little over, a little under two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Till yep. August 6th. So we're getting um, close. Boom. 16 days. 16 days. Okay. So we're, we're trying to squeeze yeah, as many please. of these interviews as we can in before they, you know, before they get to fall camp, but we should be able to provide some really cool content over the next couple of weeks. So just for anyone, anyone else, I mean, whoever's, I don't know, just to answer this question for the, for AJ. Uh, yes, you can see it on the Facebook page. You can see it on my Twitter feed and you can see it on the YouTube page, Wolverine Digest YouTube page. So multiple places to catch that. And we will have, 
probably have chunks of JJ's stuff on the on the website too, WolverineDigest.com. That you know, stuff that maybe he said that pertains to an article we write or whatever. But he was on with us for thirty minutes, so some really good stuff from him. And man, that was good. That was I'm excited, dude. Like this is this is the kind of stuff that as a media person you just really. Uh, start the wheels start cranking about all the different stuff that we can do throughout the season. So really looking forward to that. So everybody out there, thank you for listening. Thank you guys. We will see you in a couple days.